You are listening to the regular version of Sexy Marriage Radio, smrnation.com. Welcome to the show. I'm Dr. Corey Allen, alongside my wife, Pam. We explore the wisdom and skills of the world's smartest relationship minds. We have in-depth conversations with authors and counselors, psychologists and professors, doctors and specialists, and some shows with just Pam and me. We explore topics every relationship faces and seek to offer a framework and practical advice that you can use to build a deeper understanding of how your relationship works, and then help frame your conversations to propel life and marriage forward. If you're new to the show, or you're looking for a simple way to tell your friends about SMR, we highly suggest our episode starter packs. These are collections of our favorite episodes organized by topic and help new listeners get a taste of everything that we do here on the show. Go to smrnation.com forward slash starter or search for us in the Spotify app. Got some feedback for us about something we've missed or want us to address something specifically for you? Send us a message by calling the show at 214-702-9565 or email at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. Coming up on today's regular free version of Sexy Marriage Radio is a conversation Pam and I had about sex every day. What does that even mean? How is that even possible? Does that thought of that just wear you out? Or what if it's not actually sexual intercourse every day? What if it's just being sexual? I'm in. And on the extended content today, which is deeper, longer, and there are no ads, you can subscribe at smrnation.com forward slash smracademy. We have a conversation from a voicemail from a listener on how do I get the relationship spark back, the touching, the kissing, the connection. If you like the show, you can help us out by rating and reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or however you listen. Your comments help spread the word about the show and help others frame their conversations about what happens behind closed doors. Enjoy the show. Over the years of doing this show and then of me being in the field, you know, writing at Simple Marriage when this whole blogging thing started paying. Right. And now doing Sexy Marriage Radio for 10 years, uh, the partnerships I've had with different uh, other people that are either writers, therapists, or podcasters, uh, I keep coming across this idea of, you know, you used to set, schedule sex or do the seven-day sex challenge, or there's a 30-day sex challenge, mm-hmm. and then there's also a 365-day sex challenge, Okay, wherein you have sex every day. And... We've we've ca- we've had listeners that have emailed in about that too, and hey, should we try this? What do you think? And um, I think results may vary across the board of, of what people experience yeah. and what would be motivating. Because you could you could hear this whole even the title of the show today of sex every day. Uh, there could be people that are like uh, skip, not listening to this, <laughs> and then there also could be people on the other side of that equation. Yes. Yes, please. Ha- absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's probably split down the middle. And so what, what's interesting to me in, in this conversation, Pam, is uh, I came across some information that talked about that only about 4% of couples report th- that they have sex every day. I would have thought that would have been on a high end, actually. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Just if nothing else, schedules and things like that, that sometimes get in the way, but okay, keep her all No, I mean, that, that's worth noting, but it, because this was a f- sexual frequency found, study in 2017, uh, but by contrast, many more uh, actually practice self-pleasure every day. That's about 13%. I guess I'm not surprised at that. Okay. Which is fascinating to me. Is it both of them? 
both spouses no, are doing that? Because it's, obviously this the, the, the survey did not get every couple. Okay. It got so representatives of the couples, okay. male and female. Okay. And and it's just interesting that, you know, obviously masturbation, you don't need a partner so you can take care of that at any point any point you want. Mm-hmm. And some of that starts in adolescence and it just carries forward on into adult life for, for many people. But what's interesting when you think about it is one of the things that will wreak havoc in marriages is this idea of um, where does my sexual energy go? How do I find pleasure? Is my partner involved in that? What's the role my partner plays when it comes to my pleasure? Where's their pleasure mm-hmm. in coordination with that? And sex has got all kinds of different things. That's why we've always talked about how sex is a language here, mm-hmm. right? that it's more than just an act. It's, it's also this element of who are we? Mm-hmm. Where's the energy going? Where, where's the time spent? Who, you know, what do you go the model? Because how many scripts are there? I mean, I, I should have sat down and tried to map out how many different variations of scripts have we heard over the course of the 586 episodes now. Right. Um, because there's this, she comes first, then him. We even did a show of what if he goes first, then her, then both, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> yeah, it goes all kinds of arenas. And then it's even the... Well, what do you call in sex? Fair. Right? So if, if I'm doing a 365-day challenge, is that intercourse? Right. I mean, the 4% that said they... Well, the surveys were, were sexual intercourse. That was okay. that was the conversation of okay. sex as what the, the, the typical way people think about it is penile vaginal intercourse. Mm-hmm. Um, where we're going to go with this idea, and just to put it ahead of everybody, um, we are advocates for sex every day. But be sexual... Every day. We are advocates for sex every day? I think so, but it's under the aspect of what you just teed up of be sexual every day. It doesn't necessarily mean have intercourse every day, but practice some sexual components and energy and vibrancy between each other Mm -hmm. every day. Wouldn't that be good for marriage? That'd be good for everybody. Yeah. Well, I'm... Yes. Yes. (laughs) I'm still thinking of it on the caveat of... A relationship requires so many things, right? Sex is only a a portion of your marriage relationship. Correct. How many aspects of our relationship together do we actually make sure we do every day? Right. There's a question there. Right. And and I want to make sure that one thing doesn't outweigh the other, and then you end up having this whole lopsided relationship. Right. Well, so there's some variations that are going to come into this because when you put it in the framework of higher desire, lower desire, one person's going to carry the the lion's share of the work mm-hmm. and it's going to be a whole lot easier, whereas another could hear this and go, uh, no, mm-hmm. that's that's too much pressure. That does not sound inviting at all. Why? No, I don't want to do that. I actually do everything I can to actively avoid that part of my life. Mm-hmm. But it's... So I think this when you to the people that are listening to the show, I would say as part of this conversation, the main takeaway I'd hope they would get is how do I have this part of my life being displayed in appropriate ways in my marriage? Because it's an aspect of who we are and it creates a different energy between us and it creates a, a connection that just regular uh, logistical conversations does not afford mm-hmm. us that. And I hear what you're saying because you're. I think you're coming at this even from a. Um, this is just how I live my life. It's a playful way of life. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and, and by you saying be sexual every day, it might just be that it's one innuendo, or mm-hmm. it might absolutely just be that's what I'm saying. Something to say, I'm interested to you. I'm not trying to come on to you and say, I know you're whipped today because of what went on at work. I'm not going to try and do something tonight because I know what's going to happen there. But I want you to know, I love you and I find you smoking hot. Yeah, you're smoking hot even when you're whipped after a long day, <laughs> honey. I just want you to know And that. by the way, I'd like to... Never mind. Well, yeah, if you're, if you're up for some really moderate to mediocre level <laughs> right. tired sex tonight, I'm in. Um, but, it's, it, but it's just that kind of concept of that's an aspect that I keep finding. And we even did a show back in the archives of foreplay for foreplay. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's just this element of we are advocates in my mind of how does this become part of the dynamic of my life and my marriage? Mm-hmm. Because let's go back to the survey as, as we started this, though, with the, with the intercourse mm-hmm. aspect of sex every day, that sex is a problem if it's not mutually beneficial and satisfactory to both people over the course of the, re- the relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There can be times where it's like, yeah, I'm doing this more for you, and it's a true self-serving, giving thing. Mm-hmm. But if that's the norm, that, that becomes a problem. Mm-hmm. But if it is something that both parties get pleasure out of it, it's mutually satisfying, fantastic. That's what helps us create a better scenario of having more sexual intercourse encounters. Agreed? Agreed. Okay. So it's a problem, though, if and when, and this is kind of what maybe you're picking up on, this idea of the thoughts of sexual activity become overwhelming because the history has been an innuendo means it must shortly be followed up with actual occurrence. Right. If that pressure's there and I'm saying, yeah, we need to be sexual every day and that's what my expectation is every day, then that that just may be overwhelming. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Because this is not necessarily tied to an outcome, what what we're advocating for. We're just advocating for be expressive mm-hmm. of this. Well, I think it, maybe I'm being too complicated on this, but to me, yeah, it is tied to an outcome. It's just not necessarily that that outcome is orgasm every day. It's that that, that outcome ideally is a connection. Right. It is creating uh, just something more between us because we're being intentional. Mm-hmm. about something, right? But I'm not dependent on a specific, um, well, I already said it. It's it's not dependent on orgasm or, right. or whatever that outcome might be, but I'm wanting something deeper within the relationship. Right, and, and this is the way we're kind of bouncing back and forth, but I think this will still land. This is from what you're describing of, I'm wanting something deeper in the relationship. It's paramount that I lead that by expressing that too. Because too often we get caught in this scenario of, I've been there. Well, I don't want to say something because it might upset you or mm-hmm. it might put something out there that I use, I use the qualifiers on, hey, I'm not saying I'm interested in sex right now, but you look smoking hot. You know, it's like right. that, that doesn't deliver the line well. That's, <laughs> it doesn't. That's tempering everything. And it's like, hold on. And that's largely because I would have been uncertain about sharing that. Mm-hmm. And so it's recognizing that the willingness to share and be seen in this aspect is a big component of this. And then how you follow that through with 
you make a great innuendo, you make a great line, you make, you ha- you walk over and practice a 10 second kiss and there's some good energy that's there. But in your mind, as the one that just initiated that, you have to recognize my job isn't to now hover around until that check is cashed. Mm-mm. Instead, it's go on about my day. And over time, I think that helps cre- bring the floor up of how much easier it is to actually enter into the sexual mm-hmm. intercourse encounters or the actual physical sexual encounters, whether there's orgasm involved or not. As um, Steven Snyder would say, orgasm is like icing on the cake. You know, it's the top, it's the topping, mm-hmm. right? It, mm-hmm. It's you can still have great encounters, even if there's no orgasm. Mm-hmm. But so it, 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 if the, if it becomes overwhelming, that's when it can become a problem. If it negatively impacts other parts of your life, that's when this becomes a problem. Because sometimes, obviously, if you're with somebody that's got a wealth of triggers and traumas around this subject, and you just boldly bring it up unbeknownst to them, that yeah. is not a good step. Yeah. <laughs> right? Then instead, it's figuring out... How do we lean towards this? Because I'm also, we've done this before on shows of when we're talking about trauma, keeping everything at bay in a buffer when it comes to trauma is not an effective way to deal with trauma. Sometimes I got to go towards them to find healing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if there's obsessive tendencies or erratic sexual behaviors, that's going to be a problem when it comes to trying to have sex every single day or be sexual every day. And then if you make your partner feel overwhelmed or uncomfortable, because again, timing matters, right? If we're with family and I make some blatant gesture and it goes against everything that's ever been spoken out loud because of the family of origin patterns, that's poor timing, (laughs) right? Yes. That's shock value that's going to hit wrong and possibly. Well, good point. The word shock value totally, I think that it's the nail on the head right there. If I'm trying to do something to get attention from anyone other than my spouse with what I'm saying or doing. Correct. That's not going to land well with your spouse. That is not going to create the environment that you want to have. Right. Now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. How well would you take care of your car if you had to keep the same one your entire life? If you're anything like me, I am a little bit obsessive over my car. Um, Clean, orderly, regular checkups. The works. Why don't we treat our brains the same way or our mental health the same way? How we care for our minds affects how we experience life. So it's important to invest time and care into keeping them healthy. And believe me, I've been on both sides of this equation as the therapist and as a client. So as one therapist talking about other therapists, I'm here to recommend BetterHelp Online Therapy. BetterHelp is an online therapy that offers video, phone, and even chat For therapy sessions, so you don't have to see anybody on camera if you don't want to. It's often much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Today, our listeners get 10% off of their first month at betterhelp.com slash SMR. That's betterhelp.com slash SMR. And once again, this is a therapist recommending other therapists because how we match with the person we're working with matters. So take advantage of BetterHelp online therapy today. Okay. And so then here's what they also found from this study of with intercourse every day. There's benefits to it. And I'm going to say there's on some on several of these, being sexual every day is going to f- fall along the same lines. Okay. And each of these things that are beneficial are beneficial until they're not. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. Because that's a qualifier that's worth noting. 
Because like the first one is better sleep. When you're sexual, you typically have better, better sleep. Okay. But it's not going to be if your timing is off and you're trying to squeeze it in at the very end and it extends even further into the time that you would normally have been asleep. And now all of a sudden you're getting up later or sooner because you went to bed late. Yeah. Nothing is a catch-all that says, right. this is always going to make you sleep better. Well, <laughs> right? no, not at all. The word's never and always. If that's in there anywhere, you're... Right. But better sleep is, is corollary to also the second one, which is reduces stress. Because there's, there's some anxiety relief mm. and some stress release that comes from orgasms and comes mm-hmm. from this aspect. Because this is one of the things I believe in is that our sexual energies, when I can tap into them, will cut through a lot of the other things. Mm-hmm. Right? Whether it's yeah. actually in intercourse or just in our expressiveness of it. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, it can lower blood pressure. So okay. I've yet to see a commercial on that. I mean, they do the cholesterol for... Uh, Honey Nut Cheerios, why don't they do (laughs) a a commercial about lower blood pressure by having a whole lot of sex? Um, (laughs) You reduce the risk of prostate cancer. So, fellas, worth noting. Okay. Because you're using the muscles well, it reduces the risk. Um, Relief from menstrual cramps. Ladies, it is something that can be an ally if you have particularly strong menstrual cramps or PMS. There's elements that, medically speaking, that this helps. Interesting, because if I'm struggling with that, getting in the mood is kind of they seem counter. It's, it's they like seem this juxtaposition counterproductive of, in a yeah, way, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but okay, I'll go with it. Okay, <laughs> begrudgingly, or you're kind of like I'm not sure I'm buying that one. Okay, okay. And maybe it does. I'm just saying that. How did they research that one? But, well, that's okay. actually because I've come across this before. That's actually from. Um, orgasm helps relieve the menstrual cramp better. Okay. Over the over, you know, gotcha. ac- across the board, there's a tendency that that's a that's a positive effect. Gotcha. So that may not just be being sexual. Correct. Yes, that's going to be a, a product of the orgasm. Okay. And then the other one, another one was increased sex drive, because obviously where we focus our energy, it tends to grow. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm dedicating more time towards it, and this is one of the things is this is what's made me want to pivot this conversation from this is not about sexual sexual intercourse every day. This is about being sexual every day. Because when I make it as an emphasis, as part of my life on a daily basis, it's more likely going to increase the desire and the drive between us. Mm-hmm. Because it's an energy we're focusing and mm-hmm. devoting towards it. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, It burns calories. Check. Sex is a great calorie burner. That's pretty straightforward. Yep. Uh, you can live longer. I'm all for that. I'm assuming someone's done some studies on yes. longevity and how many times I think they, couples have Some sex of this is probably also um, the hypothesis of if it increases these different things in your body function, then there's mm-hmm. a, it'll correlate to... Lowers blood pressure, blah, blah, right. blah. And, yeah, you, gotcha. and overall, it can reduce depression, which again, this is one of those mm-hmm. that could seem counter to each other because if you're depressed... It's really hard sometimes to think of yourself as sexual mm-hmm. and to want to get involved in that. And then something we all need, better memory and concentration. It just kind of clears the air. Wow. I'm just thinking maybe we just haven't had enough sex lately because I have been losing my memory. <laughs> well, this that's all for Sex and Marriage Radio <laughs> right? today. Um, Tune in next week. <laughs> we'll tell you if that actually is true. But... 
But no, it's fascinating to me because this is just one of those things that I think all too often, this is such a hot button issue for couples Mm. when it comes to how are we sexual? How are we expressive? Because a lot of couples are going to be similar to the journey that we have had in that it was... It wasn't necessarily weaponized. It was objectified. It was, there was a correlation of my, I mean, I've even said this and written about it before, that my affection levels and touch levels would go up when I was interested in sex and it was non-existent when I wasn't. Yeah. Which quickly, quickly gets the map set for you of any move that has any kind of romantic touch is immediately attached to this. Mm-hmm. Where I had to recognize, wait, I don't want to just be that easy to read. I am that easy to read, I think, still to this day. But I want to make sure that there's not as much tied to an attachment. Okay. On the outcome. That it's like, I just want to be expressive. I want to be engaging. I want to be sharing. I want to let it be seen mm-hmm. who I'm in and who I am and who I'm into. Right. And And I guess I'd be the same way. I think that there is um, a oftentimes where it's like, I think I'm being sexual and, and obviously it is so covert that doesn't come across. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so figuring out ways to read the, okay. your spouse, right? I think some of this is, okay, I think this is sexual. My spouse doesn't. They just don't see it. They don't pick up on it. So becoming a student of the spouse to understand what okay. what really hits home for them. It's not about what hits home for me. If I'm trying to participate in this and I'm trying to be a good um, a good teammate in this part of our relationship together, I need to be a student and understand yeah, what would, it is that rings home. I would say it's a both and though, babe. I would I would think it's that you need to be a good student of your spouse to make sure the moves or the statements or the gestures you're making hit home. But there's also an element, I need to do the things that make me feel vibrant and sexual and alive, whether or Agreed. not they see it or not at all. Agreed. I'm not saying it's one-sided. I've only right. got to do the other because that's a big move too. And I think that's probably where a lot of the low desire females, I guess I'll speak for, feel that are that way is where is my sexuality? What does turn me on? And mm-hmm. figuring that out is probably probably the biggest hurdle to overcome. And then giving myself permission to even go down that road mm-hmm. and, and think about what is it that does turn me on? What is it that gets me there and gets me excited? And, and finding that out is, is huge. It'd be a big gift to yourself. If yeah. nothing else to to research to figure that out. Yeah, that's the stuff we've been advocates of. Of what makes you feel confident mm-hmm. as a sexual being, and even just as a human being, right? We we put we put emphasis on how do we look when before we walk out the door that's appropriate to whatever it is we're heading towards. Mm-hmm. Right? You got an event you're heading to. You put a little forethought into. How am I going to look? Mm-hmm. I mean, school just started here and our daughter already had stuff set out for day one, right? Mm-hmm. She was working out her outfit. And then we ask our son, he's like, I don't know, a hoodie. <laughs> right. I mean, I know I'll be wearing a hoodie because that's he's that's him. But, but it's just, that's an aspect of who we are. So why don't we give our sexuality and our sexual desires and who we are in that arena a little bit of emphasis for ourselves, mm-hmm. not, not, 
to flaunt to everybody else. It's for me. What makes me feel vibrant mm-hmm. and alive and engaged and sexy or confident? Mm-hmm. And I, that's all great steps because it, that's the idea of, I, I use the picture, the, the visual picture, babe, of the of a iceberg. That's the work under the surface of the water. No one else sees it. Where most everything is. Absolutely. But eventually that stuff bubbles up and then it is a gesture or a statement that is delivered and lands. Mm-hmm. And it is obvious because some of it can even just be, and let me tell, see if I'm off on this one before we wrap up. This isn't always just something we got to find innately in ourselves. Because some of it can be, if you're listening to this as a couple, and one of you is kind of the higher desire on this, which we believe one of you will be the higher desire on. Absolutely, I'm taking this challenge of being sexual in some way every day, of just that aspect of me being shared. Well, then the other can learn, how do I respond to that? And that's you being sexual. It's yeah, You, you giggle at it. You're like, oh, yeah, that's good. Check. We got today done. That's not a turning away from it, which mm-hmm. might have been what was a normal thing. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily a turning towards it and running to it, but it is a accepting it, mm-hmm. acknowledging it. That's a big step. And it's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. Because I think we all can recognize we're at various parts on this and we'll gain some ground and we may even lose a little bit of ground because we just forget about it or life throws a curveball and we've missed several days. Okay. Because this is where the things, back to how we started, the things I've come across before where it's the seven-day sex challenge or the 30-day sex challenge, my question to couples that really want to do that, because I've gotten emails or even clients that have asked that question, I'm like, absolutely, if you want to test it out. But take note of when does it become work? Mm. Because once it becomes sure. work, it's not what sex can really be. Right? It's, I agree. It becomes yeah. something that's, oh, now I just got to check it off the list. And that can actually start to hurt you a little bit unless you go into it with kind of a laboratory mindset of, what can I learn in this to realize this can still be something I can... It starts as work, but it turns into something because it was a decision that Mm -hmm. I made. And then it turns into something that desire takes over. Mm -hmm. That's a fantastic playground to figure out who are we in this. Mm -hmm. But that's where all of these different things that are pluses can also be negatives or minuses, depending on how we go about it. But I do believe, and I think hearing you talk too, I think we can say the stance of try out being sexual every day of just expressing it, engaging in it some way, of just the energy that that provides. See what that changes after four or five days. And then let us know. If you like our show, you can help us out by rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or however you listen. Your comments help us spread the word and help other couples. Transcripts from the show are available in the show notes on each of the episodes page. Also, all of our advertisers' deals and discount codes are available on each of the episodes page at smrnation.com. Please consider supporting those who support the show. The greatest compliment you can give us is to share the show with those that you care about. Remember, we improve those around us when we improve ourselves. So take on yourself first by applying what you hear on our shows each week. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.